American financing. I've been talking to you about it for a long time, asking you to please uh, uh, get your mortgage uh, refi. Get it refied right now or do a consolidation loan. If you're paying three or four percent on your mortgage, you're paying too much. Stu has uh, used American financing. I have used American financing. Uh, They get the job done. They're really good people. Uh, and they work for you. It's a family-owned business, and they have you covered coast to coast. I think even Sarah's used American financing. Isn't that right, Sarah? Oh, my yeah, gosh. But she's Sarah's wearing her drinking shirt today. So, <laughs> you know. But, Sarah, every shirt of yours is a drinking shirt, isn't it? Yes. Better believe it. Uh, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Welcome to the uh, Glenbeck program. It's Friday, America. And oh my gosh, do we have some uh, good eating for you today. So, the press conference. Oh, I, I hate to play the embarrassing clips, but I will. Coming up in just a second. Also, if you're worried about gun control, there's lots of things you can do. We talked to Senator Tom Corbin. He's a state senator, Tom Corbin, from South Carolina. What they're doing in South Carolina is amazing. Uh, we go to him in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I can't wait until Bill O'Reilly gets here. <laughs> Talking about the press conference. Relief Factor. Wayne lives in Kansas. He labels himself as proof positive that Relief Factor works. He had been suffering from a ton of pain in his back and his right foot over two decades. Now, during that time, he tried a lot of different things to try to make the pain go away. And some of them work for a while and then they fade away. And here would come the pain again. Of course, there were other medications that he tried, the ones that made him, you know, feel like he had not really himself. He didn't really care for those. A few years ago, Wayne heard me talking about Relief Factor. He decided to give it a try. In three days, he says, his pain was gone. Holy cow. Two days after that, his foot pain was gone. Most importantly, it has stayed gone. Wayne got his life back. Now, that's, I mean, that is fast. Usually, you can tell if it's going to work for you within the first three weeks. That's why they have a three-week trial, uh, trial pack. If it's not working within three weeks, it's not going to work for you, probably. Uh, 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So try it. Three-week quick start trial pack for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. Before, I mean, before we get to Tom Corbin, I mean, I just, I have to play one of the highlights, I think, 
of the press conference yesterday. 50 votes uh-huh. so that the vice president of the United States can break the tie right. or right. I get 51 votes without her. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to say something outrageous. Okay. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway, oh. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we well, have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster. Now, have you heard any what? of the have you heard any of the main networks even talk about that? I no, I, I was reading he was crisp, but he was on his game. Yeah. And he was, <laughs> they seem to think he did a good job. Wow. Which, I've never heard anything that awkward. It's terrifying. And I that's lived the, through the Reagan administration at the end when they were calling him senile and saying it. I never saw that from Ronald Reagan. Never. I've never heard that from anybody but my grandfather right before he went into the home. Yeah, not, not until Reagan was out of office, right? I mean, yeah. he, you know, when obviously he was having real problems, but uh, that was long after. Uh, yeah, this was, I, I don't know how you explain it. I don't know how you can just blow it off and say there's nothing there. With that, We're just, you know, conservative conspiracy theorists who are seeing something and imagining it. <clears throat> This is a problem, man. I mean, he's the, he's the president of the United States, even though, I, you know, I don't think he's going to be a great president. I would like to have someone who is at least alert and competent and can keep his thoughts yeah, together. Because it's not just this place. And we'll get into it yeah. here in a little while. And I, I can't wait to hear the opinion of Bill O'Reilly coming up in mm. in uh, just about uh, an hour from now. I want to talk to you a little bit because in the press conference yesterday, there was a lot of talk about gun control. And if if Joe Biden gets rid of the filibuster and he goes after guns, it is going to tear the country apart. I mean, you can't you cannot take away the AR uh, in today's world. That is the modern sporting rifle. It is what people use when they go hunting. It is what you use for sports. You don't use grandpa. It's like, honestly, it's like going uh, from uh, I'm trying to think of something that to people who don't shoot would understand, but I don't think those people understand any. I mean, they still call, you know, a magazine a clip. I heard somebody oh, I actually. Would, uh, you have, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I grew up in the Northeast. Uh, yeah. I, we were not around guns. My dad was in the military, but we yeah. were not around guns at all. I would, without doing this stupid show every day, I would not know the difference between a magazine and a clip either. I don't think there's a lot of. Uh, if you know but being I mean, a gun person how do you even is talk different about than like yeah how do you talk to yeah. people who don't have any interest in even learning there's a difference between a magazine and a clip yeah it's difficult i mean like yeah. you know famously you know bloomberg who's who has spent more money to try to take your guns than anybody yeah. else in the country and yet carries one and, and yeah, of course has security and carries one but he, he was talking about an automatic weapon and didn't know the difference between automatic and semi-automatic i mean that's an even more fundamental obvious thing you need to yeah. know and he didn't even know that so the difference between going from a an ar an auto uh, you know a uh, uh modern sporting rifle and the one with the wood that you know you uh, you know, like they used in World War Two. It's like going from, you know, one of those black, scary pistols that you always see, like with James Bond that everybody has now to a to a cowboy gun. I mean, it's just it's 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 ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 
Now, there are things going on that you can get involved with, and I urge you to get involved locally uh, and at your state level to protect the Second Amendment. I wanted to talk to uh, uh, State Senator Tom Corbin of South Carolina because what they're doing in South Carolina is fantastic. They have you have an unorganized militia already, and it's been it's been there since the beginning of the country, right? Uh, yes, Glenn. Yes, hi, Tom. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You bet. Yes, our state. Our state constitution has in it, in Article 13, Section 1, it it has lined out a citizenry militia that's been in our state constitution since its inception. Okay. And I've I've been to South Carolina. I'm trying to remember, uh, remind Stu. I think he was with me. Um, One time when I was in South Carolina, I went into this this place and it's almost like a museum, but it's also they still meet there. It's It's a militia headquarters and they have the registration book. That is still in practice today, signed by George Washington. I mean, you guys have I had. Did not know that. Oh yeah, it's a it's an amazing place. Uh, but anyway, you guys have had uh, a militia from the beginning. So, what are you doing to uh, fight against the uh, the gun grab here? Well, that's a great question. Um, and there have been other bills sponsored in the General Assembly in South Carolina. Uh, for example, there's one dealing with the uh, Second Amendment sanctuary state, okay? Mm-hmm. And I co-sponsored that bill. But basically what that bill does is that if the Attorney General determines that um, a law coming out of Washington or an executive order is unconstitutional, then no state <clears throat> funds can be expended to enforce it. You know, which is great. I mean, yeah. that's a that's somewhat of, of a pushback against Washington. Right. But I always wanted to pass a law creatively that would ensure and give comfort to the people that I serve that Washington could not come down here and confiscate any of the weapons that we legally possess now. That that was the goal of this bill. So um, when I was thinking about how to do that, and I'll be honest with you, I collaborated with Dr. Edwin Vieira, Jr., who's a constitutional scholar, Mm -hmm. and um, I was trying to make this a great bill, had a lot of help from staff in Columbia. But the idea was, when you look at uh, previous Supreme Court rulings and you look at the, the United States Constitution, which says in the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, and these commas are important, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You and I understand that that, that the part about our Second Amendment not being infringed, and infringed means to act so as to limit or undermine something. That's the definition of infringed. Right. Okay. So you and I understand that that means the citizens of this nation, okay? But sometimes Washington uh, can be scary in the way they think. So what I wanted to do was craft legislation that would actually um, um, it would mesh and it would layer it would give layers of protection. So because we have what is deemed an unorganized militia um, in South Carolina, you're either if you reside here, you are a member of the National Guard, the State Guard, and if you're not a member of one of those, then you are in. The South Carolina unorganized militia. You're automatically as a as a citizen of South Carolina. As a citizen, okay, okay. that's correct. Yes, right. exactly. So when 
when the Supreme Court has looked at, at, at the Second Amendment, they always look at it in terms of, well, does the Second Amendment apply to every citizen or just to the militias? Okay. Uh, well, they've always determined it applies to the citizenry, which is great, which is what it does, and they should do that. Well, suppose that a law was passed or an executive order that went back up to the Supreme Court, any sort of confiscation, and they did decide that it was only the militia. Okay, this bill would then still protect every citizen of South Carolina because we are in a militia. All I had to do was go in and define what the armament or weaponry of that militia was. And that's all the bill does. People have a misconception. They think we're forming a militia and, you know, we're trying to start a militia, things like that. that. That's not it at all. All this bill does is define the weaponry of the militia. And that's in Section 2. It says an, organ, an unorganized militia member at his own expense shall have the right to possess and keep all arms that could be legally acquired or possessed by a South Carolina citizen as of December 31st, 2020. And that date was just picked at random, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And we, I could use today's date, okay? This includes, but is not limited to, shouldered rifles and shotguns, handguns, clips, magazines, all components and all ammunition fitted for such weapons. It's really um, uh, a very brief bill, a to-the-point bill, but it's, it's designed to prevent the federal government from ever confiscating anything that we can legally have now because of the way it's crafted. They are the armament of our militia, and the government cannot disarm a state's militia or a standing army in a state. Well, you might be the only one, because uh, I don't know how many states have a state militia like that. Do you know? I honestly don't know. I would think that some states, um, particularly those that were you know involved with the Revolutionary War at the time, or, or the, the, these areas you know um, along the coast, um, would have some sort of provision like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't really researched other states. Uh, they some may do, some may not. But that was um, the uniqueness of South Carolina that I discovered, and. I felt like through all the collaboration with all the uh, wonderful people who helped me with this bill, that that would be the the best way to approach any sort of gun gun confiscation. Right. I love the idea of sanctuary states, Second Amendment sanctuary states. That's a, but that, that is Second a Amendment. that's a speed bump. What the, what you do is what what the sanctuary state uh, movement means, and it's really important is that it says no state resources. So the lo- the local law enforcement, nobody can help the federal government take guns away. But it doesn't stop the federal government from coming in and doing it themselves. The, yours does, because you say, exactly. wait a minute, uh, no, this is, you have actually state resources that can be used to stop the federal government from doing that, Correct. Exactly. Right. These weapons that we possess are part of the weaponry of our of our organized and standing and well-regulated militia here in South Carolina. One last question for you. I didn't hear bullets or uh, ammunition in that list. Uh, I, I, I glazed over it, and I'm so sorry okay. for the last sentence. It says all components and all ammunition. Okay, good. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Senator uh, uh, Tom Corbin from South Carolina, thank you so much for uh, what you're doing. And, gosh, we may thank be counting you, on the people of South Carolina. Thank you. Well, I hope other states have and Thank you, Glenn. You're a true patriot. Thank you so much for what you do. You bet. 
I hope that you and your state are thinking this way. By the way, I would I would love to see the numbers of new weapon purchases this week. You can't <laughs> even get close in Texas. And here everybody has guns. You can't even get close to a gun store now. I mean, the line for guns, the ammunition, forget about it. Forget about it. Nothing increases the amount of firearms in this country than a Demo- better than a Democratic Democrat. president. Oh, yeah. The, yeah the, I mean, I think really the gun the, the gun uh, companies are like, oh, come on, Biden. I can't wait for Kamala. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about Hustler Turf. If you are if you are um, uh, mowing the lawn every every weekend, especially if you have a large lawn back in the 1960s, something happened to uh, help you. A company named Hustler invented something called the Zero Turn Mower. Back then, mostly used for industrial products, things like, you know, mowing the sides of roads and everything else. But people started seeing that and they're like, whoa, that is fantastic. And the demand for that version uh, to be used on regular lawns got bigger and bigger and bigger. And here we are. Now you can go in and all these other companies are like, look, it's a zero turn lawnmower. Uh huh. Uh huh. The company that invented that in the 60s and then worked out all of the technology to make sure that it is rough and tumble and it works is Hustler. So if you're in the market for a lawnmower, this will cut your uh, grass in about half the time. You can look at all the other lawnmowers. In fact, I encourage you to go out and look and then A-B compare. I'm telling you, there is nothing that compares to a Hustler. Find a dealer near you and go test drive one. HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, by the way, there is uh, something that is happening in 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 over 20 states now. Four have already done this. Uh, 20 states are looking to uh, pass legislation on the Second Amendment to, to beef it up and to be sanctuary states. Uh, and you also have uh, over 400 counties. If you look at the map of the United States, county by county, and you see the number of counties that have already passed a uh, gun sanctuary. It should tell the the left and the media America is not going to give up their guns. They're just not. Uh, it is everywhere. Look at the look at the map. Wow. Uh, it's everywhere. Strangely, nothing in Montana. I mean, it's almost as clean as California, but California even has in Northern California has some uh, some counties that have passed this. But if you see uh, yeah, there's a lot of red state uh, growth available there, too. I mean, there's, there's very, very little in Nebraska, nothing in South Dakota. Yeah, very almost little. Almost nothing in North Dakota. It looks like is that Alabama that there's nothing? Mississippi? I mean, that is uh, that's pretty remarkable. Um, but there Very is little, yeah. there are some states that are almost completely filled in that haven't passed it as a state, but all of the cities and the counties have passed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need to get involved in that movement. Uh, Texas, the governor just uh, endorsed the uh, movement here in 
uh, Texas, and it has been proposed. Everyone should be on the phone with their state legislator and their state senator and their governor's office and say, I want the Second Amendment protected. I want something like a, uh, a sanctuary state for the Second Amendment. In fact, all the bills of Bill of Rights. And they're coming here for this. I mean, you could tell it was interesting listening to the press conference yesterday. Biden was asked directly, are guns your top priority? And he didn't answer directly, but he did immediately pivot to infrastructure. He's like, it's about all about timing. Timing. What's the order that you do it in? And, you know, infrastructure is really important. Told you that yesterday, didn't I? Yeah, I think you did mention that. Yeah, I mentioned that it is. It's not the storyline is not finished complete they, 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 they have to have the right storyline they need the right example they need yep. the, they need not a guy named uh you know ahmad to be uh-huh. the shooter they uh-huh. need someone named you know ted so when he pivoted <laughs> they, immediately they, they, to it needs to be a trump supporter they need to be wearing a red hat they need to be you know that's right, what they need right. and once they get that they'll go for it but i wonder if there's anything in the infrastructure bill i mean remember that's a what three billion four i mean trillion yeah it was a, it was a Pushed out there as three trillion, and they started looking at it cl- more closely. It's actually more like four trillion. So I wonder what's in that bill. Is there something in that bill that will help them on guns? It's not fully uh, baked yet. I mean, they may very well. They may know what it is. They may have it written, but the the details of it have mm-hmm. not been released yet. Just mm-hmm. the outline uh, of the four trillion dollars. Just the outline. Just the outline. How long would it take you to spend four trillion dollars? I mean, you would think that. Uh, that that would be easy, but yeah. I don't think so. At any other place than Taco Bell, it would be very, difficult. it would be very difficult, very difficult. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Brian Riedel yesterday from the Manhattan Institute about this. Yeah. He was just blowing my mind at how much, I mean, I, this is Biden is coming in and tripling our debt, tripling it. And no one's even noticing. No one's even noticing. He was going through all the comparisons about these these old timey days. I mean, pre coronavirus, like, yeah. Uh, where I, you know we've lumped on more debt in the last you know year, and what Biden wants to spend in the next uh, you know ten years that just wipe out everything. I mean, we might as well not even have had a country the last two hundred years. I will years. bet you that we have lumped on more debt from January to today than we did from George Washington to Ronald Reagan. Jeez. I mean, I'll, I'll bet is, you. This is a problem. Uh, he, this is a problem, guys. You think? Yeah, it's not going to end up. It's not going <laughs> to end well. End well. Mm. Ah, yeah, it will. <laughs> okay, good. We'll come up Woo! with something. AOC is on the scene. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. It happens fast, and you don't always know why. Uh, maybe you had a password that was easy to guess, or you entered personal information into an email that was a scam. Whatever the case, you'll find yourself having lost your identity online to some cyber criminal, and now you have a giant mess to clean up. How do you even do that? Well, the first thing, you have to understand how cybercrime and identity th- uh, theft are affecting our lives. Every single day, we put our information at risk on the Internet. And every day, there are more and more cybercriminals that are looking for that information. You never know from one day to the next what your, you know, when your turn is coming up. And it will come up. That's why LifeLock is so important. It helps you monitor a ton more than just your credit. Uh, just your credit cards and your spending. You can't keep track of all of this stuff on your own. And nobody can prevent all identity theft 
but LifeLock is there for you, and they'll see the things that you might miss on your own, and they're there to help you clean it up with a special team. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is control. You're going to save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV now. And now, things that don't suck Friday. Yes. Yes, indeed it is. Things, not everything sucks. Not everything. I mean... Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb. Not everything not everything sucks. There are some good things that are happening. We just told you about what was happening in uh, South Carolina and all over the country for people who are trying to stand for the second amendment. Uh and there is a big push now and everybody is, you know, going back and forth on transgender uh you know issues with people competing against uh, women in women's sports who used to be a man, yada yada. And it's been very, very divisive. And, of course, if you are on one side, you're a homophobe bigot. If you're on the other side, uh, you can do no wrong. How do we get past all of this? We get past all of this by people just having some common sense and looking at some issues with common sense. The fact that you can have that the state will allow your child to have life altering drugs. When there what was the last one I saw that the, the parents lost the right at like eight years old uh, and the child decided they wanted to be a different gender and the state said, yep, sorry. And the parents were, wait, 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 what? Eight. 12, 15, if you want to do something to your body, that's fine. But once your brain has fully developed is a probably a, a good standard. There is a Democrat uh, that is pushing uh, a trans surgery ban for minors. Now, he's a, a black Democrat, and I want to start uh, right away. First of all, welcome to the program, uh, Caesar McKnight. How are you, sir? Good morning, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. Um, I first want to start by giving you the opportunity, and I, I, I so despise that this has to be done. But you're not homophobic. You're not transphobic. You're none of the phobics. Correct? You're, you're absolutely right. And in fact, to, to, for, to further display my, the, the fact that I'm not phobic in any way, I was one of the chief persons on our Judiciary Committee fighting to put in protections in our hate crime bill for transgender, for LGBTQ people. I mean, there was a, they stripped it out in the beginning in the subcommittee and then the full committee, we were able to put it back in. So I have to tell people, are you gonna, why don't you judge me by what I've done? And that is I've worked hard to make sure that transgender people are protected from acts of violence. Right. So when I hear someone tell me I'm transphobic, I laugh at that. Right, and it's crazy how no matter what you did in the past does not matter unless you're 100% on board right now. So tell me what you're uh, what you're trying to do in South Carolina. This is becoming a South Carolina doesn't suck uh, hour. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what is it you're trying to do? Essentially, what this bill does is 
House Bill 4047 says that no child in South Carolina will be it will be able to undergo transgender surgery or transgender hormonal therapy under the age of 18. So if a person's under the age of 18, they cannot have transgender surgery. Anyone older than 18, they can. That's all it does. And why do you think, why, why are you giving 18? I mean, why, why are you coming well, up with that? I, I can't, well, actually, science says that people don't fully develop with regard to their brain until they're 25. Right. But I wanted, I, I wanted to reach a compromise. 20, mm-hmm. I knew 25 would be a bit extreme. Yeah. Um, we allow kids to smoke cigarettes at 18. We allow them to get tattoos at 18. Right. So, okay, I see this as a compromise. Yeah, I saw you uh, say that, uh, you know, it's, it's a little unreasonable that you can't get a tattoo until you're 18, but, heck, you could go have, you know, hormone-blocking <laughs> drugs, you know, when you're 12. That's a, exactly. That's, I, go ahead. It's ridiculous. It, it's it's simply ridiculous. And I, I want you to understand that I've gotten some significant blowback, but I've also gotten some significant support, particularly from people who are transgender and LGBT. They're just some people that have a political agenda. And if you aren't 1000 percent with them, you're their arch enemy. I don't I've been in the state legislature now for going on eight years. I don't deal like that. That's not how. You get things done. I compromise with people. The things that I can work with you on, I work with you on. And the things that I can't, I won't work with you on. But I won't demonize you at the same time either. You know, it's uh, it's interesting uh, to me that because I think I, I know a lot of gay people. I don't think, no, I don't have any transgender friends, but wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, but uh, it is, it's um, amazing to me that usually the ones in the gay community that i know are you know they've they've pushed for gay rights and gay marriage etc cetera, etc cetera. but then after that pass they're kind of like what is the rest of this what what is happening to us and it is those few that have this extreme agenda uh that are pushing it and i i quite honestly i see that from a lot of white people uh on the african-american community uh, yeah, and, and what I've tried to tell my, my white progressive friends is that African Americans tend to be much more socially conservative than their white progressive counterparts. I'll give you an example. In my legislative district, I've got nothing but overwhelming support from this bill. I've had people who are the head of my uh, ministerial alliance reach out to me. They are all supportive of this, and my legislative district is almost 65% african-american and even the white evangelicals that live in my community have told me we never voted for you before but we will vote for you now so to me this issue is a win-win issue at home and my job number one in the legislature is to take care of home so they're happy i'm happy let me ask you this um because we just had tom corbett on from uh south carolina i'd be interested in what you thought of his uh unorganized militia bill um, I haven't really had an opportunity to study that bill in particular, but what, what I will tell you is where I stand on the Second Amendment. I'm very much so pro-Second Amendment. Um, I'll just give you a brief history. My parents ran a nightclub, liquor store, a bail bonding company, and a taxi cab company. The Holy most dangerous businesses you could, ha- you could have. So, yeah. it's, the, it's like, I, I, and we did it while in war. I mean, that's a, and, wow. And I, I, said all, I said all that to say this. 
I'm not going to put any American citizen in a position to where they can't protect themselves. I wouldn't do it to my parents, and I'm not going to do it to anyone else. So that's where I'm an avid hunter. I own firearms. I skeet shoot regularly. And I think that we have you can have responsible gun ownership in this country. And that's where I stand. And I'm not going to support anything that's going to take away the rights of of citizens to bear arms. I'm not as a uh, as a Democrat. How do we speak to other, you know, Democrats that have not gone all woke and crazy about the modern sporting rifle? It's an AR is what people use to hunt now. How do we well, how do we explain an AR looks spooky, but it's not any different? It, it, it's kind of hard for me to explain it to anyone. I was in the Army, so I know how to use an AR-15. I mean, that's what you learn in basic training. Right. And I think that all the people that are giving the most, you know, the most forceful blowback are talking about the AR-15 have never used one. They've never been to a rifle range. And they tr- they're trying to put this one-size-fits-all gun control thing on all of America. What works in New York City does not work in King Street, South Carolina. So I think it's a local issue and you need to let your local legislature speak to those issues. So in your district, how 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 is Biden doing? How are the national Democrats doing? Is there what? How are they viewed? Um, Well, vice president, pardon me. President Biden is very well liked in my legislative district. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really like um, President Biden. They know him. They trust him. Um, Speaker Pelosi, uh, Leader Schumer, they're 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 not they're not as highly regarded. Um, again, you're talking about San Francisco and New York City, so there's not a lot of commonality there. I mean, this is the land of barbecue, macaroni and cheese, and and various other <laughs> southern dishes there's no there ain't no tofu in right. Street, south carolina right so it's it they're not as well regarded as joe biden uh representative uh caesar mcknight from uh south carolina a democrat and a democrat i'm i'm glad you're in in office thank you so much god bless you thank you thank, thank you, you. I, I have to tell you I mean, doesn't Caesar McKnight make a good radio name? Seriously. It's a solid name. Tonight, Caesar McKnight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that's really good. I think I was... Oh, boy, this is so embarrassing. For like one weekend, maybe no more than two shows, I think I was like John St. John in the time when everybody had to change their name. Everyone in radio was John St. John for at least a week, I think. Yeah, I might have been Michael St. Michael's. I'm not... (laughs) Something sure. Saint something. Something, and I kept blowing it. And uh, <laughs> and so one day on the air, I mean, I literally, it was either the first show or the second show, I just said, okay, I'm just going to be clean with it. It's Glenn Beck. And that, and was, that, it. that was it. <laughs> that was it. Radio Hall of Fame. Yes, thank Good you job. very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 13 years old. Okay, all right, okay, okay, I'm not, I'm not John St. John, I'm Glenn Beck, and that's just the way it is. Okay, Earth, Wind, and Fire is coming up next. (laughs) All right. uh, American financing uh, will help you save money, lots of money. If you are a homeowner and you have a mortgage that's over 4%, you can save a ton of money right now. If you have credit cards, how much are you paying for your credit card interest right now? Do you even know? They are raking in the cash uh, by loaning you that money. 
and they're raking it in every time you pay the bill because you're paying mainly interest. And depending on how high that is, you not, may not be able to get out from underneath it. That's why I would recommend that you would roll it in to one consolidated loan with American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Oh, man. You know, uh, Joe Biden, he had some funny moments yesterday uh, in the press conference, didn't he? I mean, he had some pretty funny lines. I don't know who's writing for him. He's hilarious. Uh, Could we uh, please uh, play the GOP voter suppression? Uh, This is from the press conference yesterday. You're going to love it. What I'm worried about is how Mm un-American this whole initiative is. Mm -hmm. It's sick. Yeah. It's sick. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Deciding in some states that you cannot bring water hmm? to people Wait, standing in line what, what, waiting what? to vote. <laughs> Where is the deciding that you're going to end voting at five o'clock when working people are just getting off work? What? Deciding uh, that there will be no absentee ballots under the most rigid circumstances. Uh, Republican voters I know find this despicable. Republican voters. Folks out in the outside this White House. I'm not talking about <laughs> yeah. the, ele- the elected officials. Oh, you. I'm talking about voters. Who are you talking voters. to out there? Yeah. And so I'm convinced uh-huh. that we'll be able to stop this okay. because it is the okay, most riddled with problems. Thing. But wait, there's more. Jim Crow looked like Jim Eagle. Yeah. I mean, this is gigantic. <laughs> Wait a minute. What they're trying to do. Wait a minute. He, he, and it cannot be sustained. He, he says this makes power, Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Jim, Jim Eagle. It? Jim Eagle. I, I, what, after that happened, by the way, I can tell you, exa- I'll be honest with you, this is exactly what I did. Google Jim Eagle to see if it was a person I was unfamiliar with. <laughs> I was like, wait, is it, was there some other bigger racist named Jim Eagle? <laughs> I legitimately had no idea what he was talking about. And then I, I looking uh, online, I guess he was trying to say that an eagle is a larger bird, bird than a crow. Than a crow so yes. This is more racist than yeah. Jim Crow? Yes. Which, first yes. of all, is completely insane. Right. It's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's a very weird way of talking about things. Thirdly, the eagle is the symbol of our country, yeah. so it's weird to make that the ultra-racist example. But see, it would make sense if you're like, it makes Frankenstein look like uh, Stu Brigier. You'd at least go, okay, well, he's worse somehow or another than Frankenstein. And you'd say, no, just uglier. And then you'd move on. That would make sense. There is, this is the worst joke, but it also works on zero levels. Except, yeah, eagles are bigger than crows. This is like a, one of his weird malarkey moments that, like, is somewhere in like 1907, so someone said something like this, and he remembers I it. I did think that this is possibly a grandpa joke. You know how yeah. dad jokes are bad. Mm-hmm. This may be a great great grandfather joke. I'm not sure because I think you're right. Maybe at some point, people in the old time movies, you know, they would. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, uh, it would have been this one. <laughs> and he said, Eagle. Jim Eagle is better <laughs> than Jim Crow. <laughs> and the audience laughed. 
Maybe, maybe in those old film newsreels, that would have been good. But I don't think so. So, and again, he, what was the thing he was trying to say that they're trying to ban water? Yeah. Now, I, I've looked at the, the fact, check on, fact check on this. So there's a bill in the Georgia House. Again, there's, this is not a widespread yeah, 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 yeah. thing. It's right, one right, bill. Right, right. It, was, uh, it, it says that you can't give money or gifts, including but not limited to food or drink, to an elector. Such giveaways banned within 150 feet of a building. So it's not like somebody is trying to pass out with, you know, because they need water. I can't. I just have to stay in this line. I need water. No water. water. I need water. It's like you can't have a barbecue and hand out, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers and sodas or water within 150 feet. You can do that 150 feet away, but you can't do it and bring things to people in line. You can't do it. And uh, like, right, like, and they, they, you can set up a, a, like a self-serve thing. You just can't have people walking out and giving you water, though there could be volunteers doing it. That's not related to the election, election board. You could, you could have other ways of doing it, but they just don't want people giving out money and prizes. Right. Look, they're on the ground begging for water and Jim Eagle comes to (laughs) kick them repeatedly in the stomach. All because of those nasty Republicans. This is not a, an effort to stop people from voting. <laughs> it's just insane. Uh, uh, back so in just bad. a minute. Bill O'Reilly next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.